Hi there, and welcome to Building Better Basketball. I'm Neil Gray, Community Coach and Volunteer Development Manager. I'm really pleased today to welcome along Jenny Screen for today's episode. Jenny probably needs no introduction to many of you. When I checked her Wikipedia, it described her as a basketball sniper. Her playing career encompassed pro basketball in Italy, spells with the AIS in Adelaide and the WNBL, and most importantly, the Australian Opals. Jenny is a two-time Olympic medalist, Commonwealth Games gold medalist and a World Championship gold medalist. Jenny's basketball career didn't stop with retirement though. She now has coaching roles with Basketball Victoria as the Metro High Performance Women's Coach and with Halebury College in the Victorian school system. Jenny is also a regular on the sidelines, adding her immense knowledge to the broadcast of games into your living room. I hasten to add Jenny is also an integral part of Basketball Victoria's Talking Split podcast, and I did promise I did seek a clearance form for Jenny to appear on today's episode. And if that wasn't all enough, Jenny is also recently a new mom to a beautiful baby girl. I look forward to talking to Jenny today. Let's get to the episode. Welcome, Jenny. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with us. How are you today? Uh, just trying to survive uh, this new thing called motherhood and I think, uh, you know, on I get a collective maybe three to four hours at a time. So definitely have baby brain, that's for sure. But um, adjusting like every other uh, new parent that's uh, reached this kind of part of their life. So it's been interesting but challenging at the same time. I'm sure people have seen the photo of you from the latest NBA Basketball Without Borders camp with your lovely daughter Edith and Toe that you just spoke about. And I saw you earlier this week with your Halebury College girls um, patrolling the sideline. I was so impressed with um, how good Edith was because my son tended to scream blue murder when he got put in those carriers when he was little. How have you found coming back to coaching with your uh, newest and smallest assistant? Um, to be honest, I'm still on the maternity leave in my role with Basketball Victoria. And so I just try and have touch points to keep my brain stimulated. So I don't feel like I'm just always um, talking gibberish baby talk. Um, and to be honest, I haven't given it much thought. It's just something that I've done and continue to do. And um, and Edie just has to adapt and come along for the ride. So, um, and to be honest, she's been a jet. I can't really fault her for a four-month-old. Um, she's, uh, I guess, um, folded into line seamlessly and and doing a great job. And as for my adaptation back into basketball, um, I, I just think it's really good for people to see um, what it's like uh, for a working mum and, and that it is okay to have a baby at work um, if you're okay with it um, and your workplace, obviously. And um, credit to everyone that I work with. Um, they've been really accommodating in that space, which is really nice um to know and to see and to feel um but being around a basketball court as a young age I did it my mum carried me around she breastfed me when she played um you know state league back in the day in Newcastle so I guess it's just the next generation of my um my daughter doing exactly the same thing but not the playing aspect <laughs> um I will be not making a return to any form of basketball um I'll just hold um for coaching on the sideline Jenny, you touched on your full-time role um, there with Basketball Victoria and the, and the Metro coaching space. And then obviously you're involved at, at Halebury as well. So you would see so many different styles and coaching challenges, both in the school and the community space. What are some of the most important things you think a good coach operating at that level needs to be doing? Fundamentals. 
the basics um, and selling it, not selling it like they're boring. You know, the hardest thing growing up today is we see the highlight reel and, and package on Instagram about how amazing people are at scoring or doing something fancy, but that's just the highlight reel. What we don't show is the hard work necessary to get there. Um, and that's really important. And that comes back to fundamentals and basics. And, you know, I was just recently at the NBA Asia camp that you spoke about and the guys um, that were visiting from America who play in the NBA um, did a couple of individuals while they were there and they did the fundamentals, dribbling, stationary dribbling, passing, things that um, we deem as boring uh, are very, very necessary. And I think that we we need to have a shift in our coaching philosophy that it's not about the outcome of winning um, if you focus on the process of developing fundamentals and when I talk about the fundamentals I talk about the five the five key aspects of basketball which is passing dribbling shooting um, footwork and defense and um, if you can get that down pat with your juniors um, whether they play school basketball only they're coming through rep basketball even into the early elite stages of basketball that is going to set them up. And then by doing that and focusing on the process, then the outcome will take care of itself. Uh, we really need to shift the narrative of throwing in styles of play and concepts and get back to just the simple fundamentals of the game. Because if you can't pass and catch and shoot and dribble and play D, then you're never going to be able to implement a play um, or some style of concept that you want to run with these kids. So I can't preach that enough from the rafters and I see it. We've lost a lot in Victoria through COVID, uh, two years, in fact, of the fundamentals and it's hurting these kids. Um, so I shout it loud and clear, uh, fundamentals, and I can't underestimate how important that is uh, for these young kids coming through right now. Trust the process, Jenny. It's not just a not just a tagline for the Sixers. I firmly believe that as well. It's a key part of my coaching philosophy, such a strong message there. Um, obviously, it's a really exciting time for, for basketball in Australia, um, not just in participation, but also we've got the Women's Basketball World Cup coming to our shores, and um, it's going to be a great opportunity for coaches to, to watch um, quality women's basketball while cheering on the Opals. You'll be there doing your uh, TV role. Um, but from a coaching point of view, what are some of the things you think are going to be worth looking out for? Look, I think um, obviously looking at the style of play from different countries, the Asian style compared to the European style, compared to the the um, the American style of game, that's really intriguing to watch and understanding how different it can be from one country or continent to another. Um, then looking at the athletic build of these these young women, or you know, I won't say young. Lauren's forty one and making a return. Um, <laughs> But, uh, and I'm no doubt will hold her own at 41. But, uh, and looking at the physiques of these girls, what is required to play at the elite level, the robust, strong athletic builds um, across the board and across all age groups, you're going to see some young guns um, from a lot of countries. Um, you know, China's one, they've got some young tall timber coming through that are six foot eight and six foot seven, but, and they're only uh, in their early 20s, but. Um, you know, they've got some great body and um, not only just great bodies, but they move really well and efficiently. And the other thing for coaches to look at is um, the what they're doing in the huddles and timeouts and listen to the things that the coaches say. How many things are they saying? It might be just one 
thing they're touching on. Remember, less is more in, when you're speaking to athletes in terms of the heat of the game and and knuckling in on those kind of aspects. What are they running at the end of the shot clock? What are they running out of bounds? Just that kind of aspect, but then also sitting back, putting your feet up and enjoying watching women's basketball in our home backyard, which is the first time it's happened since Oz 94, and that is going to be exciting in itself. You've um, you touched on there. We've got uh, a wide uh, spectrum of ages in the Opal squad with uh, LJ um, make fantastic um, to have her in the squad and everyone will be looking forward to seeing her back on the court in Australia. The majority of your coaching most recently has been with young people. Jenny, over your time in the role, um, have you had to change the way you coach to reflect the generational shift? And also you touched on the two years of in Victoria that we've had of um, ISOs and lockdowns. And did that change the, the way you coach the young people um, after that? Uh, that's a great question. And I think... <sighs> The answer is yes or no. Um, for me as a coach, I'm very um, I'm very honest and um, I talk about being firm but fair and whatever I do with firmness, I make sure I always have a caring arm and an arm around them. Um, in saying that, the expectations are always set early on. So anyone that works with me knows what expected and nothing um, jumps up and hits them in the face. So from the, the get-go, they know what is what's involved and that creates an easy buy-in. Um, if you try and throw something at an athlete or a player halfway through the season, they're like, hang on, we never discussed this kind of stuff. So expectation early, what are those behaviours that underpin those expectations? And I think that helps build relationships. Speaking of relationships, the next thing is talking about how to be vulnerable and relatable to the youth of today. And I'm, I'm a big one for, uh, you know, sharing your story owning your story, not always having to have this bravado as a head coach that everything's okay and I'm strong and I've got this kind of coat of armour on me. I am still a person. I'm human. I get emotional. I cry. I have a life. I now have a child. Um, and things get hard. And I think that's really refreshing for young kids, especially dealing with coaches that they think are um, untouchable or, you know, scary, if you will. Um, is that they see, see this real person, which means that they can be real too. Um, and I think that's really important. And then throw in their COVID. And yeah, in some respects, I think I've become a little bit more compassionate. Um, whilst the expectations and the, the certain behaviour traits that I like to see in the athletes that I work with, there has to be a level of compassion. You know, these kids are coming out of something, a global pandemic that we've never experienced before. Um, a lot of them are very overwhelmed. They have levels of anxiety that they've never had before, pretty much have been on their own for the best part of two years. And then throwing them back into the crux of competition and and competing and comparing to other people and being judged can be quite overwhelming so I just try and work in that space a lot more put them in situations where they're challenged um, but never in a situation where they can't achieve what they're what I want them to achieve um, so I think coaches have to be mindful of that when you're working with young athletes is what am I trying to achieve what is the drill let's say that I want them to achieve? And is it too hard for them in this moment to achieve? Um, and if the answer is yes to one of the, the, to the last one, then back it down a little bit um, because we just need to get these kids back to enjoying basketball again. And so yes and no is ultimately the answer to that question. And, and hopefully I've answered it a little bit. That was awesome, Jenny. Um, 
one of the questions that we ask everyone that, that comes on the podcast is how they keep improving themselves as a coach and if they have any recommendations. And I think it's important now as per the contractual agreement of the clearance that I got to get you on here that I mentioned the return of the <laughs> Talking Split podcast, which was Rob's. Thank you, Mr. Rob Coulter. Shout yeah. out to him. <laughs> um, so they're, they're back for, I think it's their uh, incredible number seven or nine or a really high number season. And the first episode came out last week. So I encourage everyone to make sure they've got that on their um, podcast list. But yeah, how do you improve yourself as a coach, Jenny, and any recommendations for people? Yeah, there's two for me. Um, one is surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. And by that, I mean, have mentors. But mentors have to be people that challenge you, not not people that make you feel warm and cuddly and tell you you're amazing. You need that at points too, because if you're a pessimistic personality like me and a bit of a self-doubter, you need those people around you to remind you that you are capable. But you need people to challenge your 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 thought, your philosophy, um, the way you do things, kind of be a devil devil's advocate, if you will. So that's one, having mentors. And not just mentors from basketball, um, having mentors from different walks of life. It can be different sports. It can be someone that's, you know, high up in a business and running something. It can even be a parent or someone that's a good friend that just steps back and sees things from a different objective, if you will. Um, and secondly, for me, in terms of professional development, it's one to get it from your own sport. And, and basically at the same thing, um, we also, when we get it from our own sport, we also choose things that we, that fulfill our philosophy that we already have, right? You know, um, so for me, it's about reading differently, uh, always challenging your thought. And when you read or you research, read things that challenge your your beliefs and your norms, because if you don't do that, you're always going to think you're pretty amazing. Um, and that and that, and that in a way stagnates you. Um, and I always encourage people to not only develop through their own sport by watching different coaches, watching games. Um, you know, going to training sessions of coaches that are around and just sitting there and listening to how they dialogue, the tone that they use to communicate with their athletes, not so much just the drills and, and those type of things, because you can have the greatest drills in the world, but if you don't know how to get the buy-in or have the attention of the athletes during a training session, no drill is going to be pretty. Um, and ultimately, the other thing that you need to have in terms of getting to PD yourself is learn from other sports. Um, I can't underestimate how much I take and and pull from other sports like rugby union, rugby league, netball for one. Um, you know, sports have been doing it to us for donkey's years in terms of taking basketball and different drills and concepts we do. Netball does it. They've taken the zone. AFL have done it. They've taken our zone. They even poach our players now. Um, so, you know, I'm really a big advocate from learning from other sports as well. So they're your two things. Mentors, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Um, and then secondly, don't always have your PD from your own sport. Get your PD from other sports. Awesome. Jenny, last question, and then we'll, we'll let you get back to the little quiet time, the sweet the spot. Yeah. yeah, the nappy. No, no, she'll probably wake soon. I'll have a nappy to change. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, the question we ask everyone who comes on the podcast, Jenny, if there was one question you could ask a coach of any sport, alive or dead who would it be and what would the question be oh um i can't i can't say a coach that i would ask but it'd be a generic question across the board um 
Um, how do you win back to back? Because, you know, it's, it's the thing to win one championship, but you see it across all sports. And I think that's always the question that stumps coaches. And, and when you watch sport, you go, man, they won last year. How come they're at the bottom of the ladder or they haven't made the playoffs this year? Why is that happening when you've got the same roster or pretty much the same roster? And I think that's the ultimate challenge is how do you maintain stimulation? And that's what it comes down to, right? You've reached a pinnacle. How do you maintain the stimulation to go again and get it again? Um, and that wouldn't be to anyone, anyone coach that's been successful. Um, I think that's a generic question for any coach that's been successful in any league, whether that be, you know, Bill Bebercheck in the NFL or John Wooden um, at UCLA, those type of things, um, who's very successful in his career. Um, and I could go on, but they're the question. That's the one question. How do you remain at the top? Not once, not twice, but ongoing. Um, that would probably be my question that I'd love to know the answer to from a psychological point of view. That's awesome, Jenny. That's so many great things for uh, the listeners to, to take away. And we look forward to um, seeing you on our screens um, for the World Cup. And we look forward to um, seeing Edith continue her assistant coaching career over the next uh, little while. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, Jen. Don't worry, she'll be end up being that. No, thank you. Don't worry, she'll end up being that person that doesn't listen to her mother anyway or anything she has to say. But yes, do tune into the Opals. I think it's going to be a fabulous World Cup, and I and I've got this great feeling that the the Opals are going to go far and do really well. So make sure you tune into ESPN um, and get all the coverage of the girls. Go Opals! Hi everyone, just a little message here at the end of the podcast. Jenny was our last guest of season one and we'll be back post Women's World Cup with season two. Thank you so much for your recommendations for guests and we already have a couple of those suggestions lined up. If you have any more, please don't hesitate to reach out to us on Twitter at bballau underscore coaches. Pete Lonergan and I really appreciate all the support you all give the content we are putting out on various platforms to help you build better basketball. And there's plenty more exciting things coming down the track, including maybe Lono making an appearance on the podcast. We have heard the fans' calls. In the meantime, as Jenny said, go pulls at the World Cup, the Boomers at their game in Bendigo, and good luck to every single one of you for any games you are coaching between now and when we're back in your podcast feed.